When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Windows my whole career. No matter how we win, it's if we win. At any moment, one play can end your season. Mahomes looks to throw it or keep it going. Look at these QB matchups we get to watch this weekend in the divisional round. Trevor Lawrence versus Patrick Mahomes. Daniel Jones against Jalen Hurts. Joe Burrow and Josh Allen face off. And Brock Purdy going up against Dak Prescott. Those guys all under 30 years old. Definitely a young group. Welcome to NFL Live. We'll be getting you ready for all four games today. Picking them as well to find out who we're on. As you see them right there, Ryan Clark, Mina Kimes, and Field Yates with you for the hour. Let's start with one thing we're watching in this weekend's matchups. RC, you first. Well, the first thing I'm watching is Dak Prescott. Can you protect the football? You don't need to go out there and feed the San Francisco 49ers short fields or opportunities to score quickly. You need to water the plants that grow on your side, exactly like my plant right here. Is it plastic? Absolutely. But I need to tend to it the same way that Dak Prescott needs to tend to the football. During the Jaguars' five-game winning streak to end the regular season, they on opposing quarterbacks at the second highest rate in the NFL. The challenge tomorrow, the Chiefs offensive line, which allowed the third fewest sacks in the league, had the best pass block win rate during the NFL's regular season and is also the highest scoring offense in the NFL once again this year. This game could well be won in the trenches between the Jaguars and the Chiefs. I want to see what Jalen Hurts looks like with the ball in his hands as a runner since coming back from injury. Week 18, didn't run for that much, didn't have to. Let's see how he looks uh, against this Giants defense. Look, he has progressed so much this season as a passer, but it's his dual threat ability that makes the Eagles' entire offense also helps the run game so hard to defend. So the second he takes off, I want to see with the injury, are they willing to run him? Can he absorb contact? And how does he look carrying the ball? Yeah, I mean, our Eagles reporter Tim McManus reported yesterday the team's well aware that there's a possibility Hurts could re-aggravate the shoulder injury, but it's winter go home, so that's a big piece of it. That takes us to Philly. More from these people in just a moment, but Sal Palantonio is standing by in the Domino's pregame headquarters. So, Sal, what can you tell us about Jalen Hurts heading into this game tomorrow? The mindset, Laura, is get it done. Let's take a look at the front page of the sports section of your Philadelphia Inquirer, Laura Rutledge. There it is, with a picture of Jalen Hurts in the headline, unrelenting work ethic. Now, I've been around Jalen Hurts all year and talking to him, watching him interact with his teammates, with his coaches, seeing him on the field. This is one serious-minded guy, 
and he has put all the work in possible to get himself ready, knowing that this team is 60 minutes away from an NFC championship game right here across the street at Lincoln Financial Field. I want you to listen to Jalen Hurts, not only by what he says, but how he says it. Listen to this. Regardless of the, the magnitude of the game publicly, you know, um, you know, we know what we work for. We know that we put ourselves in this position by what we did all season. Um, the consistency we had all season, the um, the focus we had all season, you know, the preparation and the work we put in all season and before the season started in the off season. So, you know, I, I don't think anything changes in terms of the process. Um, you know, the process remains the same throughout everything, but the standard rises. The standard rises. Well, let's go back to Mina Kimes' point, right? Don't trust the messaging. See and trust, trust what you see on the football field. So what are we looking for? One, we're looking for design runs. The Eagles average about five design runs a game for Jalen Hurts. Is that number there? Two, is he keeping the ball on the RPOs? Is he a willing participant in the running game? And then three, is he driving the ball down the field with velocity and spin rate and real power? Remember, he led the NFL, Laura, 22 touchdown passes. He led the NFL in air yards per touchdown pass, 31 air yards. So he likes to air it out. Are we seeing him throw the ball deep? Mina's right. We got to trust what we see from Jalen Hurts early in the game, and then we'll know whether he's 100%. One thing that we know for sure, and Sal, you know this better than anybody, the ultimate competitor, Jalen Hurts, will give it his all, even if he's not 100%. Yep. Thanks to Sal Palantonio for giving his all on NFL Live. We love you, Sal. Glad to have you here. Hey, one of the big question marks entering tomorrow's game is how often the Giants blitz Philadelphia. So during their first two regular season matchups, New York's defense sent extra pass rushers on 50% of Jalen Hurts' dropbacks on those plays. Hurts' QBR and yards per attempt were significantly better. However, without the blitz, the Giants' defense struggled to create pressure. So it's also worth remembering that New York led the league in blitz percentage this season, but they did dial it back against Minnesota last week. So they're not just a one-trick but RC, how do you think the Giants should approach defending Hurts? Well, the first thing is, Laura, I always love my ponies to have multiple tricks, uh, whether it's my little pony, whether it's a show pony, whatever type of pony it is, you want your pony to be versatile. And the New York Giants showed some versatility last week with pulling off of the blitz on third down because of how effective Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson was. We won't see that this week. This week, I think you see Wink Martindale turn the pressure up a little bit more, and not just because it was effective against Jalen Hurts. It's about the mind game. It's about wondering if Jalen Hurts is yeah. going to work to protect himself when there are bodies around him? Will he stand in the pocket when Dexter Lawrence or when there's a backer barreling down on him and make that throw? Will he try to get the extra yard on a third and one or a third and two when the box is stacked? Wink Martindale is going to try to make Jalen Hurts make business decisions play after play after play in this game. And if he can do that and Jalen Hurts just flinches, flinches or he just winks a little bit or he blinks, then you have an opportunity to make a play. That's the only crack that the New York Giants is looking for, and I expect them to bring pressure in order to make it happen. You know, Mina, on the other side, what adjustments should the Eagles make on defense? Vikings fans, 
earmuffs for a second. Watch last week and do literally the opposite of everything the Vikings defense did against this team. My goodness, that was a terrible game plan. Oh, All that soft that. zone coverage, letting these Giants receivers, who are very good against zone, by the way, run wide open crossers underneath is absolutely the wrong approach. The Eagles do play a fair amount of soft zone. But when they play man, they're extremely good. Fourth lowest QBR in the NFL. They have one of the best cornerback duos in football. They are better than these Giants receivers. You have to make them beat you. You can't give them free access underneath. So I would turn up the man coverage in this game while also making sure you have somebody with eyes, of course, on Daniel Jones as a runner. Mina is absolutely right. If we're talking about taking Slay or Slate ton, I'm taking Slay a ton of those times because the way that he plays is a man corner. He wants to play. He wants to make things muddy at the line of scrimmage. Now you talk about what Chauncey Gardner-Johnson can do on the inside, matching up on tight ends and backs, and how they're going to have to play against Saquon Barkley. I believe that the Philadelphia Eagles need to pressure Daniel Jones. They need to put bodies around him, and they go have to go man on the back. In. It was an absolute joke, as Mina said, to watch the Minnesota Vikings play the soft zone and allow the crossers that allowed run after the catch. That's how they were exploited. I expect the Philadelphia Eagles to play tighter coverage, expect that man, that four-man rush to get to the quarterback and get the football out of Daniel Jones's hands quickly so he can't use his legs outside of the pocket as well. Mina, did you have something? <laughs> Only a bad joke, which is that I would take James Bradbury over Richie James, but that was terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> We've got to, you guys are so weaving bad. them early. All right, let, let's pick this game. Mina, you get to go first. Who are you taking between Eagles and Giants? Reminder, we're picking all the games today, so lots more picks to come. Go ahead, Mina. Yeah, I've got the Eagles. Um, I just think top to bottom, they're the better football team. I think New York is extremely well coached, however, and they'll make things interesting. Yeah, I'm going with the Eagles as well for a lot of, for the the, um, the things that Mina mentioned. But I also look at this game as the game that Jalen Hurts gets his feel back and they continue to travel on to the NFC Championship. Uh, I'm picking the Eagles too, and I think a lot of it has to do with Jalen Hurts just dialing it in, being uber competitive as we've talked about, gutting through what I think will be a tough win because I have a lot of respect for the Giants. Really fast before we go to break, can we take Ryan Clark's shot full? I got to see something. All right. I want yeah, I want some <laughs> nominations on Twitter. What should we name his tree? I, my, I'm going to put in a suggestion. This I'd like nice to name tree. I'd like to name her Tiffany. So uh, that, to me, that's Tiffany the tree. <laughs> Mina, do you have one? <laughs> I'm going to call her Tiffany. Tiffany the tree. This is Tiffany. Better Tiffany. Okay, send in your suggestions on Twitter throughout the show. We're just getting started on NFL Live. How will Brock Purdy hold up against the league's leading defense in pressure? Here why RC has some doubt about the young QB based on who he's seen already. Plus, which underrated player will make a name for himself and help lead his team to victory this weekend? Here who we have earning some respect. That's respect with a K. We'll be right back. Pre-game headquarters is brought to you by Domino's. Get a taste of variety when you order off the Domino's Mix and Match menu. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. 
Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to NFL Live. Let's read and react. We start in Kansas City where the Chiefs may look to exploit the Jaguars with their use of tight ends. Look at this. This season, Patrick Mahomes ranks top four in QBR, pass yards, and first down rate when targeting tight ends. The Jaguars defense, on the other hand, ranks in the bottom of the league in all those areas. They are at the literal bottom. In their first meeting this season, Mahomes posted a 99 QBR when targeting tight ends, completing 9 of 10 passes for 107 yards with two touchdowns helps when you have Travis Kelsey. Mina, do you expect Mahomes along with Kelsey and others to take advantage of this matchup again? Yes, I do. Uh, one of the things I love about this Chiefs offense is how multiple they are with different personnel groupings, using them to dictate to defenses. Uh, when they're in 13 personnel, meaning three tight ends on the field, get defenses into base, they get so many mismatches. Last time they played the Jaguars, they only used that grouping four times, but every single play was successful, including a touchdown to Gray and a deep shot to Travis Kelsey. I would crank that up even more in this game because, as you pointed out, it is a mismatch that benefits Kansas City. This game tomorrow at 4.30 Eastern. On to the 49ers, where Brock Purdy makes his second playoff start, this time against the Cowboys. And Purdy will be facing a Cowboys defense that leads the league in pressure percentage. The 49ers rookie has been great under duress since becoming the starter in Week 14, ranking top five in QBR, touchdown-to-interception ratio, and yards per attempt. He's actually thrown the most touchdowns without a pick under pressure over that span. Some of it has to do with the competition, but RC, do you expect Purdy to continue to have success under pressure against Dallas? Listen, I think Purdy will play a fine game. I'm not saying that Dallas is going to just dominate him, but this is going to be his toughest matchup. When you look at what they were able to do defensively against Tampa Bay and being multiple, using their big nickel package, also going from two high to quarters, also mixing in a little single high when they had an opportunity, I think they're going to use that to confuse Brock Purdy and also bring faux pressures and pressures that get him inside and outside the pocket under pressure making those throws. I look for the San 
Francisco 49ers to try to help Purdy by getting it out of his hand, but this will be a very tough matchup. Dallas looked like a well-oiled machine in most areas, but their biggest question mark may be the kicker. After Brett Maher missed four extra points in their win last week over the Bucks, here's Zeke Elliott on Maher. Just got to let the guy know, man. I mean, he had such a good year. Um, you know, I think I don't, I don't know exactly what happened uh, last weekend, but, you know, just let him know that, you know, we got trust in him. We got faith in him, um, you know, and, I mean, that's our brother. We're not going to turn our back on this. Uh, I mean, last week we didn't really need him, but this week we probably will. So, uh, <laughs> get together. <laughs> <laughs> that never gets old. Uh, Field, what are the Cowboys' plans at kicker against the 49ers? Yeah, Laura, they did insulate their roster a little bit by adding veteran Tristan Viscano to their practice squad. Wouldn't surprise me if he is elevated by tomorrow's 4 p.m. Eastern time deadline. But the Cowboys, as Zeke just laid out, have showed extreme confidence in Brett Maher. Dak Prescott even went so far as to say, remember how poorly I played in week 18? Look at how much fortunes can change from one week to the next. Maher has been sensational for the Cowboys all season. Doesn't sound like it would surprise anybody in that locker if he is his usual self on Sunday evening in San Francisco. Yeah, it was interesting to see that from Dak Field because he was the one that sort of had the outburst of frustration on the sideline, certainly taking some ownership as clearer minds prevailed. But Field, most of our attention is on the divisional round of the playoffs. There's a lot, though, happening with the eliminated team. So take us through some of the top stories around the league this week. Let's start in Green Bay. Yeah, Laura, it's deja vu all over again as Aaron Rodgers' future is now uncertain. He told ah. Pat McAfee earlier this week he might return next year. He might play for the Packers next year. He might retire next year. It seems like basically every option is once again on the table for Aaron Rodgers. I can just tell you this, for Green Bay's purposes, him retiring would be a massive cap problem. So you expect to see Aaron Rodgers back in Green Bay, at least in their hopes for next year. The Buccaneers will have a lot of change on their coaching staff as Todd Bowles made significant sweeping changes, which included firing offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich. He, of course, a year ago was considered a hot head coaching candidate. He is now out of a job. The Bucs will need a new leader for their offense. Whether that includes Tom Brady on the roster or not, that part very much to be determined. And the Baltimore Ravens are so committed to Lamar Jackson, Laura. How committed? Not 100%, 200% committed. That, according to head coach John Harbaugh, as the team had its season-ending press conference earlier this week, he and GM Eric DaCosta spoke confidently about a deal eventually getting done with Lamar Jackson to keep him in Baltimore where he wants to be. But, Laura, if we have learned anything in the past couple of years is that until a deal is done, it is not yet done. And finally, one thing we do know, people love football, no matter where the game is played. As the NFL announced earlier today that 50,000 seats have already been sold for a potential neutral site playoff game next week for the AFC Championship between the Bills and the Chiefs if those two teams do advance. Of course, the game would be played in Atlanta at the Falcon Stadium. But whether it's at home, on the road, fans want to see their team in person. Yeah, it's a good point, Field. We will end up seeing if that game's actually in Atlanta. I can tell you, I haven't spent a lot of time in that stadium. It's a whole lot of fun. So if you guys end up out yes. there, let me know. I'll tell and you where to go. Very cheap, very cheap food <laughs> very and beverage. Cheap. Yes, uh, true. Okay, yeah. still to come. Joe Burr. Mm, I tried to really say that cool, but I didn't. Uh, might have to bring extra heat to Buffalo with this depleted O line. Mina tells us how Cincy can aim to make up for their losses. It's next on NFL Live. Keep it here.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. New segment alert. This one's called Put Some Respect on His Name. Spec Birdman style. Forget the CT. Yeah, take that CT off. They're going to be asking, is he finished or is he done? I've got a true dark horse. Isaiah Hodgins. Takes the snap, fires it deep into the end zone. Touchdown, Giants. Isaiah Hodgins. Yes, I'm going Zach Seiler, defensive tackle for the Miami Dolphins. The football is out of the ground. The Dolphins are going to pick it up. Touchdown, Miami. I mean, do you guys know something or do you know something, okay? Pretty good picks last week. We're back for another round and put some respect on his name. Mina, who do you have in Cowboys Niners? Schultz had a big game in the wild card round. Two touchdowns, 95 yards. I think he's going to need to have another big game against the San Francisco defense for Dallas to win. Look, the San Francisco defense is tremendous, but they have a couple of weaknesses against 12 personnel, meaning two tight ends on the field. They actually allow the second most yards per play nine in the NFL. They also can be had up the seams, which I don't know if you guys have watched Dak Prescott, but he has never seen a seam ball. He didn't want to rip. So I'm looking at Dalton Schultz and seeing if he can make some key, key catches. Well, listen, I'm going to go with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson because if we're going to do a segment called Put Some Respect on His Name, I'm going to give y'all somebody with three of them. And like Birdman <laughs> said, I'm not finished or done. This is a guy who had six interceptions early on in the season, and then he missed a chunk of the end of the season. Now he's back. We know how much Daniel Jones wants to play inside the numbers. He's going to get an opportunity to get his hands on the football, and I expect him to. Yeah, you know what? I feel like this uh, segment was built for you, Ryan Clark. I'm never doing it without you, okay? So if Ryan's not on the show, we're not doing put some respect on his well, name. Well, you always do it on <laughs> Friday, and I'm always here. So It works out, right? Um, and no for choice. those wondering at home, yes, I may or may not have worn this orange blazer in honor of the Bengals, but you have to find out because we're about to make some game picks. So Joe Burrow was asked about being an underdog <laughs> against the Bills on the road this week, and immediately that glimmer in his eyes started to shine. The competitive fire came out. He said he loved that us against the world mentality relishes in that on the road, especially as an underdog. So field one potential issue for Burrow is the injuries on his O line. What is the latest there? Yeah, Laura rewind about six weeks ago and subtract about 60% of the offensive line. As you take a look at the injuries that are currently plaguing the Bengals offensive line as they will officially be without three starters that were great for them for much of this year, at least in the case of Lyle Collins. We know Torres ACL a while back. Alex Kappa, their stalwart right guard, also out. 
And left tackle Jonah Williams, who has certainly been up and down this year, will also be out. And that might be the most pressing issue because that will likely thrust Jackson Carmen back into a starting left tackle role. It was limited snaps last week against a very good Ravens defensive front. But as has been the case in his early career, he really struggled. The Bills should be able to pressure Joe Burrow on Sunday afternoon in Buffalo. Man, you hate to think about it with all the times we feel like we've seen Joe Burrow have to deal with that and have to not have an O-line that's solid across the board. Jonah Williams, a dislocated knee thanks to Field. While the Bengals do have question marks surrounding their offensive line, that's definitely not the case at wide receiver, right? This season, Cincinnati's wideouts have recorded 501 receiving yards after contact that's over 100 more yards than any other team in the NFL that's also with them playing a game less of course so RC with the O-line injuries and the Bengals ability to get yards after the catch how should the Bills defense approach this one you know, I want to see if Leslie Frazier shows some of the blitz packages he showed against the Miami Dolphins. If you go back to the Baltimore Ravens game, they were able to get to Joe Burrow yes. by bringing Roquan Smith and also Patrick Queen. And we saw Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds have a huge impact on the pressure they were able to get on Skylar Thompson. Will we see some of that this week? Because we know if you allow Joe Burrow to sit in the pocket and read your defenses, he understands where to go with the football. I expect Tredavious White to travel with Jamar Chase, but that still leaves Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, who is a monster on the outside. Without pressure this week created for the Buffalo Bills, they will be in trouble defensively. And so if Leslie Frazier doesn't dial these blitzes up at the exact right time, we can see an absolute shootout in Buffalo. It's always fun to see who goes first, me or Ryan, because so often we have the exact same point, and this time you went first. I was like, I'm just reading my notes, because I was watching those linebackers against Miami, Ryan, and I was thinking, are they getting ready to try to approximate what Baltimore did, which is basically mm, yes. use simulated pressures to add just a tick to Joe Burrow's processing yes. when you use disguise or simulations. Because when your offensive line is in this much trouble, just a tick, not even a full second, is the difference between completing a ball to Jamar Chase and landing on your back. Um, for the Bills' defense, yeah. obviously it starts with pressure. The second thing is just very simple. They just have to tackle. Joe Burrow is probably not going to have time to hit his star wide receivers down the field. The Bengals' best chance at explosive plays is Jamar Chase turning a seven-yard slant into 20, yard sl 20 yards, which, by the way, he is extremely good at doing. So for these Bills linebackers who are very good, they're DBs, they just have to tackle, I think, to limit what the Bengals do offensively. Yeah, Mina, to that point, I mean, if there is a receiving group that has a chance at making some explosive plays kind of on their own, to your point, this probably is that group. On the other side, what's the key for Josh Allen, Mina, to have success versus this Bengals defense? Okay, you guys know when you play the game skee-ball, there's always that kid who just keeps going for the 100s in the corner over and over on literally every attempt, that little 100. And sometimes I get it, and then you get a ton of tickets and you can get a giant stuffed animal, but a lot of times you get nothing. That was Josh Allen mm -hmm. against Miami. He attempted yes. 11 throws over 20 yards. 11! So my advice to him is you don't have to be a hero on every play. By the way, this goes to Ken Dorsey as well. He needs to have options at all three levels. And then Josh Allen needs to take those offense because their offense has to be efficient. They can't go three and out. They need to keep Joe Burrow off of the football field. 
Absolutely. And when you think about this team and what Buffalo was able to do last week, it was about the big play. But Josh Allen also has to protect the football because if you give the Cincinnati Bengals more opportunities with short fields or opportunities for, another, for extra possessions, they are going to make you pay. When you look at this game, this is a matchup with, of a quarterback that can do absolutely everything he needs to do from a physical standpoint and then a quarterback on the other side, so cerebral, so sound, that understands the right play in every situation. This is going to be an exciting game. It will come, out, come down to these two young guns and the one that plays the best in critical football moments will win the game for his team. Ooh, I'm excited. Let's pick this AFC divisional game between the Bills and the Bengals. Mina, you first. I've got the Bills, and honestly, it's almost entirely because the Bengals' offensive line, just watching them against Baltimore, struggles to run the ball, struggles to protect Joe Burrow. If they were fully healthy, I would probably go with Cincinnati, but they're not, so I'm going with Buffalo. I don't care if they're fully healthy. I am riding with the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow, and Jamar Chase. We know what they can do offensively. But this is more about Luana Rumo and understanding how to stop some oh. of these freakazoid quarterbacks like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Simulated pressures, rushing three, dropping eight, doubling the stars. They've done it all, and I believe they will employ some of those things this week in order to play well yeah. enough defensively to allow Joey Cool to score enough points to win. The hardest one to pick for me, guys. I'm going with the Bills, even though I'm wearing the Bengals jacket. But maybe that counteracts it. And like, if I end up being wrong, we'll just say I actually meant to pick the Bengals. But I, I do I think. That, yeah, exactly. I do think Josh Allen is going to play a really good game this week. I think at times when he's tried to play a little bit too much hero ball, the next game he comes back and corrects a little bit. So that's what I'm looking out for yeah. in this one. And I think, to Mina's point, that old line for the Bengals just worries me too much. Coming up next on NFL Live, will the MVP Front runner be up for a challenge with the boys from Duval. Someone here will tell you what has to happen for the Jags to have a chance against Mahomes and the mighty Chiefs. Limelight is brought to you by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live La Vida Mas Fina. We going up like what? We going up like what? We going up like what? Try not me down, but I'm back up love. We going up like what? Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
The reimagined Pro Bowl games coming to Las Vegas. The first five events of the skills competition are Thursday, February 2nd at 7 Eastern on ABC and ESPN. The final four events, Sunday, February 5th, starting at 3 Eastern. It all culminates with three seven-on-seven -seven flag football games. Peyton Manning's coaching the AFC team. Eli Manning coaching the NFC team. We'll be out there for NFL Live and a lot more. It should be a whole ton of fun. Let's get to the divisional round and more action here today as we get you ready for all of it. Chiefs check down. Okay, uh, the Jags and Chiefs face off Saturday afternoon. Jacksonville nine-point underdogs in this one. The Chiefs looking to continue the success they had week 10 against the Jags, and they got out to a 20 to nothing lead, ended up winning 27 to 17. Here's Trevor Lawrence on going into Arrowhead again. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously the environment and the atmosphere we're going to play in is one of, if not the best in the NFL. I mean, I can't imagine it'll be much louder than our fans were here on Saturday, honestly, but that was when we were on defense, not offense. So you, you, we played there earlier in the year, but this is a little bit different. You know, it's a playoff game, divisional round. Um, so the stakes are higher, so I expect them to be even crazier, more packed stadium. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a fast physical team. They, they fly around, they fly to the football. Um, I got to do better at not leading guys into hits like that. Um, so I'll try to protect my receivers the best I can, but uh, we're, we're going to still be aggressive. We're going to throw the ball down the field uh, when we get the opportunities to. Um, but uh, it's all going to start with up front, our guys blocking their defensive line, which is a, has a lot of great players there. So uh, I'm just going to do whatever I can to have success every play that I get the opportunity to. No quarterback has been better when kept clean this season than Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs signal caller ranks first in QBR, completion percentage, and throws first downs at the highest rate in the league when not pressured. He also has the benefit of playing behind an offensive line that ranks first in pass block win rate this season. Jacksonville's wow. defense will look to put that to the test tomorrow as they have the league's fifth highest pressure rate during their current six-game win streak. They can get to the quarterback now. Mina, Mahomes was able to do just about anything that he wanted to in that first matchup. We saw the <laughs> clips. He's like smiling and laughing on the sideline. Uh, what needs to change this time around for the Jags? Yeah, he had an average time to throw of 3.14 seconds, wow. which is an eternity. He was not sacked once. The first touchdown to Kadarius Tony. I don't think that was in the clip. I swear he was just like Okay, you can't see me, but I'm simulating him looking extremely, extremely relaxed behind the offensive line. Uh, so uh, my point is, it really does start up front. You talked about the Jags' defensive line getting a lot of pressure as of late. We know the big names, Josh Allen, Trevon Walker, first overall draft pick, but they're really deep. I mean, you saw Roy Robertson-Harris was tremendous in the last game. I've been talking about Arden Key all season. Not only do they have to pressure Mahomes, ideally without blitzing him very much, they also have to contain him because, again, in the first game, there were so many times where he broke the pocket, extended plays. Uh, Walker and Allen, in particular, are extremely athletic, so they should be able to chase him down. But that is job's num job number one for this Jags defense because I think they're uh, outmatched in the back end. The Jags have to get extra possessions, and we saw that the first time that these teams played, that Doug Peterson understood that, even onside kicking the football. But when you look at what happened last time they faced each other, they were physical on the back end. I think you heard Patrick Mahomes mentioning some of those hits by Andre Sisco, but they were totally outmatched and outmanned, and so they're going to have to try to create some turnovers. You think of the games that they've played well in the yeah. second half, they've been able to create pressure, and that pressure has turned into turnovers. 
turnovers, giving Trevor Lawrence and this offense extra opportunities to score points. You don't get to beat the Kansas City Chiefs head-to-head, -head, possession for possession in Arrowhead. There is some way that you have to find a leg up or a way to excel, and that will be by getting the football from Patrick Mahomes and his Kansas City Chiefs offense. On the other side, Mina, I'm thinking about Trevor Lawrence trying to deal with Chris Jones and that Chiefs pass rush. How Ooh. can the Jags offense try to combat that? Ooh. Yeah, so you know how I just said Patrick Mahomes. Oh, sorry, you're going first. Sorry, Ryan. Or no, that's you, Mina. Go. Me? Okay, I'll go. Okay. The same. So you know how I just said same. Patrick Mahomes was not sacked and he had a 3.14 second time to throw? Trevor Lawrence had a 2.29 second time Ooh. to throw, which is insanely fast, and he was sacked five times. And you said it, it really started with Chris Jones. He completely took over the football game. Uh, there was one sack in the first quarter where he was actually lined up at edge. And he sent that Jaguars right tackle into the upside down. It was not pretty. So they need to find a way to protect Trevor Lawrence better. And I'll throw this out here. They also need to get him on the move a little bit more. They didn't really roll him out very much last yeah. time these teams played. I think Trevor Lawrence's legs are an underutilized aspect of this offense, both extending and then also as a designed runner. And if I was a Jags, I would lean on that a bit more in this matchup. All right, this is going to maybe shock some people. We're all on the he Chiefs here. You better go here. get seven to protect him. <laughs> Y'all there on nose bleeding. I hear oh, you. I'm sorry. Everybody on the Chiefs, Ryan Clark, you're a genius at television. Also, by the way, one of the suggestions coming in to name Ryan's tree, Patrick Tree Holmes. No, wait, I did it wrong. Patrick Mahomes. Sorry, sorry. There's a tree in there. Anyway, I named him like three things. It's a lot Whatever. going on. It's fine. Time it's for DraftKings Sportsbook same game parlay. Lena, we go to you for this. Over under one and a half passing touchdowns for Daniel Jones this weekend. Well, so, so I'm going under here, not because I don't think Daniel Jones is going to score touchdowns. I just think it's more likely that if he scores a couple, three, he's likely to use his legs for one of them. So that's an under as far as him passing, uh, 1.5 passing touchdowns. Will Saquon Barkley have more than 70 rush yards and a touchdown? I think so, yeah. Um, the Giants' best chance in this thing is running all over the Eagles. We know that the Eagles' run defense has been a weakness for them this year. So I think they will feed both Jones as a runner and also Saquon as a runner. I think he'll get the, the kind of volume he needs to hit this. We all pick the Eagles. Will Jalen Hurts have a rushing touchdown? Yeah, I think he will. Uh, so I don't know what distance from uh, that rushing touchdown will be. I think it's very likely it'll be a quarterback sneak. Jalen Hurts has been the preeminent sneaker in the NFL. The Eagles love nothing more than getting behind him and pushing both cheeks across the goal lines, what makes them <laughs> unique. So I am uh, thinking that Jalen Hurts will score a rushing touchdown, even if it is very, very short. Okay, quickly back to Ryan's tree. We have a submission from our researcher, Henry Buggy. He says, Trevor Lawrence. Might be an early leader. I don't know. I thought about that one. Yeah. I thought about that one. I thought about Trevor Lawrence. I thought Trevor. about Trevor Lawrence. I did think about that no, one. I like that one. Fake leaves I like that one. Okay, coming up next. What's they're, very, the they're very nice. Cowboys, what is the Cowboys game plan for Dak in this playoff matchup? Mina weighs in on how Dallas can take advantage of that 49ers defense. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And this week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Download the app and use code NFLLIVE when you sign up.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Coming this week on NFL Countdown, we're going all-access with Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Daniel Jones, Dak Prescott, and George Kittle. Plus, the inside story of how a Niners and Cowboys playoff matchup gave birth to Dallas's most famous phrase. Spend your divisional playoffs weekend with us on NFL Countdown Saturday at 10 a.m. and Sunday at noon Eastern on ESPN. So glad you're watching NFL Live. Time to put some more respect on his name. AFC edition this time. Mina, who's going to make an impact in Bengals? Excuse me, is that Bengals? No, Bengals Bills. There we go. Go ahead, Mina. Yeah. Um, so Ryan and I are both kind of obsessed with Bengals defensive coordinator Louie Anarumo and one of the things I think he's going to do in this game, you also should put respect on his name, is blitz Mike Hilton who might be the best blitzing DB in the NFL. He's so fast, he's so disruptive, he's so good against the run. He is the kind of player who can make a game-changing play in this game and end up winning it for Cincinnati. For the Kansas City Chiefs, Jet McKinnon has been a huge pickup. No, he's not the starting running back, but he is a guy that they use in passing situations and also in the red zone. He's been explosive on so many opportunities, even winning games in overtime with big runs in Las Vegas. And so when I look at him and what he can be able to do in this game versus some of those Jacksonville Jaguars linebackers, I expect him to have a very important role in this game, even if not everyone knows his name. Hey, y'all better pay attention to these picks that we made here because they were really right last I'm week. I'm always wrong. <laughs> they were right. I was wrong. Lena was right. I don't know. Like, it's true. He didn't make the highlight in New York. True. I don't really know. <laughs> Back in the NFC, the Cowboys riding into San Francisco after a big win against the Bucks. Dak Prescott had five touchdowns in the wild card round, but faces a tougher defense this week, right? Here's the Cowboys on their confidence heading into this matchup. Most definitely I did. Um, I think this whole team did. Um, hey obviously, guys. using that loss last year as a, as a motivation and just kind of um, the, the focal point, I guess, of the resiliency that, that we carried uh, into the offseason, obviously carried into this year. Um, yeah, we get a chance to, to, to um, go back and um, at their place, uh, do, do something that, that we want to do. This is who I wanted. This is who I wanted. I mean, uh, people like to go around, ah, oh, if they lose here, we uh, just to three-headed dragon, we need to cut off one of the heads off. You know, I don't care who it is. You got to line it up. Because either way, you're going to meet them at some point. You're going to be ready for your moment. I'd rather now than later. Honestly, that Micah Parsons quote's one of my favorite things of the entire season. But, Field, the Cowboys are obviously ready. There are a couple of injury concerns. What can you <clears> tell <throat> us about J. Ron Curse and Jason Peters? Yeah, Laura, let's start with Jason Peters, the only Cowboys player who has been officially ruled out for the game on Sunday evening because of a hip injury suffered this past Monday night against the Buccaneers. Peters has been playing some good football for a guy who's in his 40s. It's ridiculous that he is still playing in the NFL. The next man up will be a first-round pick, though. Tyler Smith 
a player who's had some up and downs, as you might expect for a developmental rookie, but he'll get the call on Sunday evening. As for Jaron Kurz, he had a knee sprain suffered this past Monday night, Laura, and he says he's 100% playing. He is listed as questionable. Head coach Mike McCarthy did express optimism that Kurz will be available, and I know both Mina and RC value just how much versatility he brings to this Cowboys defense. He showed it on Monday night when he picked off Tom Brady in the end zone. Yeah, that's going to be huge. We'll keep an eye on Curse for sure. Thanks for the latest there field. And Dallas's defense will expect to see plenty of pre-snap motion from the 49ers on Sunday. They use it at the second highest rate in the league this season. The Cowboys have actually been one of the league's best against motion this year, ranking first in both opponent QBR and defensive EPA per game, as well as fifth in yards per play. So that's an interesting matchup, actually more good on good than anything else. RC, how should the Cowboys approach this 49ers offense first off let me ask my homeboy tree Higgins shout out to my guy Josh Rodriguez for that little one but listen first off they just gotta they gotta go tackle right this team has to find a way to get to the football get hats around the ball understand your leverage understand where the pursuit is coming for from hit and wrap the other thing is this I believe in being able to confuse and cause confusion on defense they'll have yes. an opportunity to see the football break and get chances to get ball out on Brock Purdy here's what you've noticed about the Dallas Cowboys when they played San Francisco Francisco. I mean, when they played Tampa Bay, it was about disguise and zone coverage. When they played Minnesota, it was about disguise and zone coverage. I believe they will employ the same type of tactics in order to affect Brock Purdy. Yeah, I, I could not agree more. Brock Purdy has been remarkable given his draft status. He's operated that offense really well. He has done something Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't do, which is make plays outside of structure. But I do think he has flirted with turnovers. You saw this in the first half of the Seattle yes. game. A few snaps, they were in cover one. Didn't see the rat defender. Sometimes over the middle of the field, he can get tricked a little bit. And the Dallas defensive front is really unlike any he's played this season. Now, I'm not saying they're going to overwhelm him um, because, you know, on the other side of Micah Parsons or Demarcus Lawrence is Trent Williams, who's the best left tackle in football. I'm just saying, for Dallas to have a shot on this thing, I really think they've got a turnover Brock Purdy, and I think there will be an opportunity. Yeah, there were a couple of those throws, Mina, like you're talking about, over the middle at last week for Purdy where you're like, ooh, goodness, and he lucked out. So, Mina, what about the Cowboys when their offense is on the field? Where will the opportunities be against this great 49ers defense? You know, one thing that I think they can exploit is Dak Prescott using his legs. Um, he really hasn't run very much this season. Actually, actually, the lowest number of rushing attempts of any season outside of the one where he was hurt for most of the year. But last week against Tampa, uh, he had seven rushing attempts. Now, it wasn't for that many yards, but each one was in a key moment. You know, he's scrambling. There's that design run for the touchdown. And that's exceptionally important against a Niners defense that is exceptional at all three levels, but has quietly struggled a bit against mobile quarterbacks, not just this year, but it's kind of been a thing with them for a while. So I think for Dallas, if Dak wants to you know, stay upright and make plays with his arm, he's got to balance that with using his legs a little bit. All right, let's pick this one, guys. I'm excited to see where everybody goes. Mina, you get to go first. Who you taking in Cowboys 49ers? I get to go first? I got the Niners. It's me. Uh, oh, I'm going. Oh. oh. <laughs> you go first. It's Mina. <laughs> okay, I got the Niners. I, this roster is just outrageous. Um, they're so good. I think the offense, it, like, it, it's really hard to find answers. We talked about it this week with their 21 personnel package, and they're just so well coached.
Yeah, my friend here, Tredavious White, <laughs> that cracks me up. He told me to go with the Dallas Cowboys, and I believe that the Dallas Cowboys will find a way to win this football game between Dan Quinn defensively, Dak protecting the ball. I'm excited to watch it happen, but the Cowboys walk away with a win. You know, one of the better ones I heard was Trevo Samuel, uh, but I'm I'm gonna go with the 49ers. I love that. <laughs> that one might be my favorite one. Enjoy the divisional round, everybody. We'll see you next week on Monday on NFL Live. Thanks for watching.